Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thank you very much for hanging out with the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, the Radio.com app, and on Sirius Satellite Radio, Sirius 206. We've talked a lot about the teams that are contenders, but now it's time to turn our attention to one that is certainly not. We've discussed them every week for the last three weeks on this show. I don't know why they haven't fired him yet. Maybe our next guest has an idea. They should be so much better than they are. Arguably the biggest disappointment in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons. And after five straight losses falling to one and six and a Matt Ryan injury in front of an empty stadium, it feels like a low point for the Falcons. So no one better to talk to than D. Orlando Ledbetter. He's been covering the Falcons forever. He writes about him for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution at D. Orlando AGC, AJC excuse me, on Twitter. D. Orlando, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Danny, I'm doing great. Doing much better than Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that that's not hard uh, to do. I, I know the low point of the Dan Quinn era is – blowing the 25-point lead in the Super Bowl, but is this the low point of the regular season Dan Quinn era? Yeah, no question about it, uh, uh, Danny. They've been 19-22 since blowing the 23, 28-3 uh, lead in the Super Bowl. Uh, not much has gone right for them. They did make it back to the playoffs right after that, but everything since that has been straight downhill and a major decline this season when they were expected to uh, be a contender. They were getting all their guys back on defense, and they just haven't been able to put together four quarters of football. So what happened? Well, you know, uh, it's a couple things. You know, there are a couple different theories. Uh, there's some disconnect involved. Uh, the players are there. The players that he picked and the players he picked aren't good enough. They've been trailing by double digits in uh, five of the seven games. They're actually one uh, Nelson Aguilar drop pass away from being 0 and 7. So uh, we're searching for uh, we're, we're searching for answers here in Atlanta. What happened? Do you think he'll get fired by the time their bye week is over in two weeks? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, you know, there's no reason to carry on at this point. Uh, you know, unless there's some sentimental reason or something that we don't know about with the owner. But you know, this hasn't worked out. And with Kyle Shanahan being undefeated out in San Francisco, the theory here is that, hey, he was the brains of the operation. And uh, once he left, it's been a steady decline. What is Arthur Blank's, you know, stance on in-season coaching firings? He's had some. He's done, he's done it before. Well, one was a walk away and, uh, uh, he didn't, he let Jim Mora go to the end. He fired Dan Reeves, uh, you know, with games left, and Wade Phillips was the interim. And uh, uh, Petrino left with 13 games to go. Mike Mike Smith made it to the end. So uh, it's a mixed bag. He probably uh, 
rather not do it, but uh, it might call for it in this situation. We're talking to D. Orlando Ledbetter. He covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Why is the defense as bad as it is? Well, they're missed the line. They're not playing really, um, you know, they're, they're not playing really complex schemes. Uh, you know, they did lose Keanu Neal, who's their enforcer, but there's no, that's no reason for uh, the ineptitude that we've seen uh, in covering receivers down the field. They can't rush the passer. Uh, they drafted first-round picks to rush the passer, Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley, and they haven't uh, quite uh, been able to get there. Vic Beasley was the guy that they wanted to work with who, uh, you know, led the league in sacks with 15.5 after the 2016 season, but he hasn't done much since then. He hasn't developed any counter moves. He was a little light speed washer anyway, but, uh, you know, they just haven't been able to get that pass rush, and the coverage hasn't been as good as they would like. I saw that Vic Beasley said that he felt like he was letting Dan Quinn down, and there's talk about a trade with him. Yes, that's correct. Uh, that came out. And we talk, I talked to Vic tonight after the game, and uh, you know, I asked him about the trade rumors. He said he heard about them. He didn't understand it. He didn't ask for a trade. Uh, asked him if he needed a fresh start. He said he didn't think so. Uh, he didn't want to go, but he understood uh, the, the, the talk that uh, the uh, front office and uh, Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov thought he wanted to be traded. Uh, felt they can get something for him. He'd understand it. But he doesn't want to go anywhere, but he hadn't done anything. Uh, the big thing, uh, Danny, was, hey, at, at the combine, Dan, Dan said, hey, I want to work with this guy. I'm a pass rush guy. I want to work on his moves. Brian Young said it before he, uh, you know, left for family reasons. Hey, he's a great speed rusher, but he needs more moves. He needs a, uh, a signature move to come off of that. And he didn't come in and work out with Dan Quinn over the offseason. He stayed away and worked out with Bud Dupree, another Georgia kid from uh, from the Steelers, and instead of working with his head coach. So, you know, the disconnect may have started at that point, and it may have seeped through the defensive unit. And uh, we, we're, we're seeing guys that are not doing anything that they're asking them to do. D. Orlando Ledbetter covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, longtime Falcons writer and reporter. D, I uh, I saw some pictures from inside the stadium today. It looked barren. Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Rams, did the dirty bird as a road player, you know, in Atlanta. Is apathy setting in in this Falcons fan base? Yes, it is, Danny. And uh, Gerald's a good kid from Decatur, Atlanta. You know, Decatur, Georgia, right outside Atlanta. So, you know, he grew up. Uh, in the Dirty Bird era. So, you know, he probably has been waiting for his opportunity to do the Dirty Bird, and he, he did a good job of it. I'm sure Jamal Anderson would approve. But, yeah, fan apathy is setting in. Folks are trying to sell their tickets. They're not happy with the PSL prices and the product they're putting on the field, and they're voting by not showing up. And uh, Arthur Owner Blank, uh, owner Arthur Blank, the uh, deep, Home Depot magnet, is, uh, you know, going to hear, hear those votes at some point. You know, it's it's sad to see because it's a, it's a football-crazed state, and I know that when the Falcons are good, they can have a great home field advantage. You've been there. I don't know exactly how long you've been there, but have you seen a time in Falcons football where there was less fan interest than there is right now? 
Uh, yeah, Danny, I've been here since 05 and the 2007 uh, era with Michael Vick going to federal prison. Uh, this is matching that low point there. Uh, Mike, <laughs> okay. they went 1-6 that year under Bobby Petrino. He left at uh 13-game mark. That team ended up going 4-12. and uh, They did bounce back the next year after drafting Matt Ryan. But, yeah, this is on, on par with that year. That's how bad it is in Atlanta right now. <laughs> Okay, so it's as bad as when Michael Vick went to federal prison. That's uh, that, that's pretty bad. Um, what's interesting to me about the situation is is it doesn't seem completely dire. Like it I, obviously this season's over, but but if you if you fired Dan Quinn and they hired a good coach and had you know one good off season, it feels like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, it feels like this team shouldn't be that far away from respectability again. Would you agree? I would concur with that, Dan. Uh, but Matt's 34. He's in his prime. Julio just hit 30. Uh, so you better get uh, a couple good draft classes in here to support those guys as they'll be, you know, a little bit older. This team was built to win now. They're only two years removed from the Super Bowl. They spent a lot of money. So uh, you know uh, they have that they're they're up against the salary cap with these players that are not playing for their current coach. So if you get the right uh, guy or guys in here to get them turned around uh, under, you know they'd have to play the smallest dome team type scheme that Quinn put in here right away. But if you get the right person in here, maybe a quick turnaround is possible. How much longer do you think Matt Ryan has of a prime? Well, I, I give him the I give him thirty seven, thirty six. We're seeing thirty seven, thirty eight. You're seeing guys playing in their forties, but you got to protect them. They spent eighty million dollars on the offensive line this year, and, and that hasn't worked out. So you need somebody in here who can pick the right lineman to protect Matt Ryan. And we're seeing in the era now where your quarterback's got to move a little bit. Uh, we're seeing the. Uh, you know, read option guys come in. A read option with Matt Ryan, which they're trying to run, doesn't really work. But uh, you know, it's uh, he's an accurate passer. He's uh, he's a guy that can read defenses, and uh, you know, he he's functional. He's functional at a high level. So, uh, you know, to have a quarterback in place uh, that 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 can throw the ball when protected and can step up in the pocket, they go to the playoffs. But they haven't been able to do that. How bad is the word on the ankle injury? Uh, not so bad. Uh, they think it's not a high ankle sprain. They're going to get an MRI tomorrow. Believe that he, uh, you know, may may not miss some times if it's just a mild sprain. But it got twisted pretty good to the point where he limped off the field uh, and went in the locker room, and they decided to shut him down immediately. D Orlando Ledbetter covers the Falcons for the Atlanta journal constitution. I know that the Falcons haven't played the saints yet, but you cover that division. Uh, how impressed are you with what new Orleans has been able to do since Drew Brees has been out? Very much impressed with uh, their defense, which has been their problem. And the fact that Teddy Bridgewater has been able to keep the train on the track, even today without Alvin Kamara. So, uh, Coach Sean Payton has done a great job down there. Mickey Loomis has also done a great job of stocking that team with talent. Tyson Hill, guys they are just using in roles to uh, help keep that team afloat. I mean, more than afloat. They haven't lost a game since Drew Brees got hurt. So, 
The Saints are doing a great job, and the Falcons were expected to contend with them, and it's pretty clear that they're not going to be able to do that here in 2019. D. Orlando Ledbetter, he covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Follow him on Twitter at D. Orlando AGC. Appreciate the time very much tonight, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, Danny. Thank you. That's D. Orlando Ledbetter covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The single most disappointing team in the NFL this year, the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think that there's another team that's in that conversation. Steelers, very disappointing. Browns, very disappointing. Chargers, very disappointing. But in terms of relative to expectation, Falcons got healthy on defense, brought back everyone on offense. Matt Ryan had a great year last year statistically. First 11 games this year in a dome. Drew Brees and the Saints sputtered a little bit last third of the season, even though they ended up in the NFC Championship game. They started to show some signs of being mortal. Then Breeze gets hurt. Everything's there for the taking. And they completely fall apart. One in six. Staring at a top five pick. Miami's worse than them. Cincy's worse than them. Washington tied with Atlanta for the third worst record in the National Football League. A staggering degree of incompetence. And Dan Quinn fired all of his coaches. And he's the defensive guy. So he made all of his assistants the scapegoat. And he survived. And now he's left with this. I don't know what job Lincoln Riley wants, but I still think that that's an interesting one for him. You figure he wants a more mobile quarterback than Matt Ryan, but get into a, get into a turf, get those receivers. If he's making the jump, I would think that would be a nice spot. Nick Costos. Media breakout star of the year. He'll join me to talk NFL and gambling and all things football coming up. Nick Costos, next, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.